to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. You all right? You all doing good? Yeah, that's great. Well, Paul sends his love. He's speaking at a conference this morning in Barnsley. Barnsley. Yeah, Gavin's cheering. <laughs> Somebody asked, so you're right there, Glenn. <laughs> so, have you ever tried to do one of those children's puzzles? You know the ones that I mean, it's like a picture and there's hidden pictures in the picture. There's just a line drawing of a scene in the woods and upon glancing at it you see some trees, an old log, stream and some plants and that's all you see. But the instructions say, can you find hidden in this picture a duck, a house, a boy, a bucket, a zebra and a boot? And you think, where are they? But then you look more carefully and you see them jumping out at you. There's a boy in the plants by the stream. The duck is on the side of the log and the zebra is upside down in a tree. You saw none of these things until you really began to look for them, searching for them in unlikely places. They've been invisible to you, but before long, you can see the visible. Seeing the visible is not something that we're very good at. It's just not our nature to try, but it can be done. Also, have you ever been on any of these team building days? You know, these days where you have to build a bridge, where you work out how to get from one place to another. And there's even some places where they actually dump you in the middle of nowhere and then you have to find your way back. Has anybody ever been on one of those things? Glyn has. Oh, you have too. Oh, great. <laughs> I remember doing some of these things at school. And it means that you have to trust. You have to trust in each other. I remember doing the thing where you have to close your eyes and fall backwards, hoping that someone would catch you. I was never very good at that because I was never sure whether the person at the back was actually going to catch me or whether they'd just drop me on purpose. Can you remember shutting your eyes but not really shutting your eyes? I used to do that, you know, like just peering out just in case. I also remember a number of years ago, our bread, our bed, not our bread, our bed breaking in the middle of the night. We got a wooden frame bed. And it broke in the middle of the night. I got up and just went and slept on the sofa. Paul just propped it up with some bugs <laughs> and stayed there. It was sloping, and I don't know how he slept sloping, but he did. But then it got mended the next morning. There are lots of things that we put our trust in on a daily basis without even thinking. We trust in the chair, the chairs that you're sitting on now. You're trusting in them. We're trusting that it'll hold us. We're trusting our cars that it'll get us from A to B 
our houses. But what things do we actually trust in that we can't see? Just going to pray before we get started this morning. Lord, I thank you that you are a God that we can trust in. Lord, I thank you that even though we can't see everything that you're doing, we know that you're doing great things. And Lord, I just pray this morning that we will be open to hear the things that you want to say to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hebrews 1 verse 11, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we don't see. I believe that God's got things that he wants us to see. I believe that he wants us to dream and dream big. The dictionary meaning of faith is to have complete trust in something or someone. Faith, the substance of things hoped for, the dreams that God's got for you. Faith is the thing that we expect to receive from God. Faith is the essence of all outward, outward manifestation of what yet has to be revealed. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the proof that we have only by believing. Faith is the indication of God's truths and promises revealed by his word, the dreams that God's got for you. Faith is the evidence. It's the outward sign that God will reveal in the spiritual realm to those who believe in him. I believe that God wants us to live with big dreams. I believe that he wants us to live with faith to see those dreams become reality. We daily bet our lives on the things that we trust, but God wants us to bet our lives on the unseen realities, on things that we can't see, but that God's already put within us. God doesn't want us to think about the things that happened yesterday, on yesterday's dreams that we believed for and the things that we saw yesterday. But I believe he wants us to live with things for the future, with things for now. God has got faith and dreams for you today, each one of you. There's not one person here that God hasn't got a plan for. God is a creative God. He spoke things into being and we need to be creative kingdom visionaries. People who have the creativity and desire to see the kingdom brought into our own world. We need to be creative to see people come to know God and to see lives change. God wants us to be creative people because he is creative. You've only got to look around at the things that you see. I believe that God wants us to be more like Jesus. <coughs> he wants us to be creative. We need to create a world within our worlds. We need to believe and say and keep believing and saying until we see things come to pass. Keep declaring the things unseen until you see it happen. The problem is we let go. And if the enemy can, he gets us to let go. And then we never see those things happen. It is never seen. But if we can hold on long enough until it becomes seen, God has an unseen intention and adventure for your life. You just need to hold on to his promises. Hebrews eleven twenty seven says, It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, 
not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he keeps his eyes on the one who is invisible. Moses kept his eyes on the one who was invisible. In turn, it just helped him to keep going, which is what God has got, what God desires for each one of us, to keep our eyes on him, to keep going. The opposite of being creative is being passive, and passiveness has a tendency not to participate, and will often let others make decisions and do the hard work. God doesn't want us to be passive. He wants you to put the work in and to be creative in your life and in the life of his church. He has made us intelligent sons and daughters. We have a responsibility to apply our mind, our thinking and our emotions to the task that he has got for each one of us. We as Christians have a task on this earth and it needs to be applied. If we desire nothing, then that's what we'll get. Nothing. It means nothing will come our way. God desires us to have big dreams. God desires us to live large and full. He doesn't want us to drop down to the lowest denominator. He doesn't want us to have the mentality of... We'll not expect too much because we don't want to be disappointed. But God desires that we expect him to do big things. We expect to see big dreams happen in our lives. And we need to realise that God can do these things. He can do all things. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He wants us to live with dreams for today. He can and will do great things in our lives, in our family and friends. But there's things that he wants us to do. We're to achieve these things together. God wants us to live with the faith of what he can do and declare it. I remember quite a number of years back now having my first set of glasses. I obviously couldn't see things from a distance before and I couldn't see things close up before it was all fuzzy but I remember putting on those glasses I could read things I didn't have to hold the page out here I could see and it was amazing but even through this lesson it was although it was a physical sense of sight I learned the same truth applied to God My point of view comes into sharp focus when I look through the lens of God's promises. My hope has been that my vision would further away from my thoughts, my opinions and my interpretations and closer to the way that God sees things. God's lens is there. And you have to choose whether to look through God's lens. Or look through your lens. Because your lens is limited. And his lens is limitless. My lens very often looks like fear. But his looks like trust. My lens can look like deceiving. But his looks like truth. I now know that I don't want to look at anything without the lens of God's word. Believe me, I've tried to see things on my own. Thankfully, God has brought some amazing 
people into my life, some friends who help and encourage me and redirect me to the pair of glasses that I need to see through, which is his lens, time and time again. But back to us having big dreams, we can see those big dreams when we put on God's lens. But God, number one, has a plan for us. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. God has put dreams and potential into each one of our lives. There's nobody here that God hasn't put that in. Therefore, God has appointed each one of us to fulfil the potential that he set out for us. He's got great plans for us, great dreams. His desire is that we move into our sphere of influence and into the things that he has given for each one of us to do. I believe that all of us have the ability to influence lives of people, the people around us. But it depends on how you live that life as to how you influence. And it determines what we see achieved. I heard a story of a person going to heaven and saying, sorry, Lord, I haven't done much. I haven't seen many people saved. I haven't influenced many lives. I'm being taken into a room full of people only to be told that influencing one life which turn influence another life which turn influence hundreds of lives. There can be thousands of people influenced just by you influencing one person. I do believe that God has appointed each one to have a sphere of influence. We often find ourselves in trouble when we extend ourselves beyond the realm that God has called us. I do think that we should stretch ourselves because I think that we should always not get complacent to where we are. And as we do stretch ourselves, as we do step out in faith, then God very often kicks in. When we move into the things, the dreams that we have never done before, we do find it difficult, but God wants us to live a life of faith and to believe that we can do all things through him. God has given you something to do, and I do believe that he will give you the God factor to help you fulfill that thing. There are areas that God wants to move in your life, areas that God has given you faith to see things happen. Maybe areas in your job, areas in the place where you work that you might want to influence and change. You might want to change the way people think or the way people act around each other. You may not realise it at the time, but God is using you. There may be some times that you have hills to climb and you might very often end up being sabotaged. But what God wants you to do is overcome the obstacles that are put in front of you. Be open to God and to his leaning, leading of your life and to live by faith, believing that God is and will use you. It may be that God wants to see people who you live near or work with change, come to church, become Christians, 
And you may not think that you can do anything, but just by the way you live and the things that you do, impress on people's lives. The people that you rub shoulders with every day, every week, you have influence on. Someone needs to take that first step of coming through the doors. You need to be there to say, I'll be there with you. I'll help you. The realms of influence that we never meant to be at the place where we say, I will influence this group of people, but not another. God wants us to influence everyone around us. God wants us to grow and increase in his knowledge. It means God extends our borders and enlarges the realms of our influence. So we will be in a place that we're always influencing new people. One week, you may influence your neighbour. You may change his thinking. The next week, it may be the person that you work with. As Nathan was saying earlier about his people that he plays football with, even though he's not saying to them, you need to be in church, you need to do this, you need to do that, he's influencing far more than anybody. <coughs> God wants our lives to reflect him. And for us to be in the place where we draw people to him. We don't want to look at our lives and think we've got no one that we can influence. But we want to be in a place where our lives are reflecting him and people are noticing that. People should look at us and think, I want to be just like them. I usually put it like this. I want my life to be a magnet, drawing people to God. The second thing about living with big dreams, don't limit God. 1 Timothy 4 and verse 12 says, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith and your purity. I believe that God wants us to have the faith to believe that he has plans for us, whoever we are, whatever age. We don't stop. There's no retirement in God's kingdom. You're never too young to do something for God. <coughs> the boundaries that we have are never meant to be restrictive, but we should always be rising in faith to fulfill his plans. God does give us boundaries, and we should do everything we can to live by these boundaries. But that usually allows other limiting boundaries to be bust open. We actually limit the things that God desires for our lives if we try and live beyond our potential. We let others influence the things that we do or we let circumstances dominate our lives. I remember having very bad limitation upon my life when I was in a car accident um, trying to think how many years ago, probably about 27 years ago now. And I went through the windscreen. Um, I got Sam. Sam was six weeks old, so you can tell how long ago it was. But it scared me silly because I didn't want to get in a car after that. I just couldn't cope with it. I couldn't bear to be in a car. But I knew that would limit my life. 
because I couldn't do everything around where I lived. And I couldn't walk everywhere. So there'd got to be times when I got in the car. So I overcame my limitation. I'm not saying I did it quite easily for years. In fact, still now I'll say to Paul, car, there's a car. And he'll say, yeah, I've seen it. You don't have to tell me. And I'll say, yes, but if I don't tell you and you hit him, then you'd be sorry. <laughs> and I'd get scary if this car's coming really fast sometimes. Um, but I do shut my eyes now and not say anything. But one of the biggest things that I did to overcome my fear is I learned to drive because at that time I couldn't drive. So I learned to drive. And that helped me an awful lot. But I believe God doesn't want you to put restrictions on. But he wants you to overcome the things that he wants you to do. We can also let other things limit us. Things like the opinion of others. Our upbringing. Our education. Our physical ability. Our age. Our financial status. These are things that limit us and can greatly affect the way we do life and serve God. We can end up not fulfilling the dreams that God has put within our lives because the way we see ourselves or the way that we think others see us. Because very often, people don't see you like that. You think they do, but they don't. Or the, the way that we were brought up. So we say, I can't be all that God wants me to be because I'm too old, or I'm too young, or I'm too set in my ways, or others won't let me, or they won't believe in me. Well, I want to tell you this morning that you can fulfil the dreams that God has put within your life. Because if we allow God to, he can do far more than we can ever ask or imagine. We just need to have the faith to believe it. So the things that you think are impossible are not impossible because nothing is impossible with God. Matthew 19, verse 26. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Our physical limitations have nothing to do with what God has planned for our lives. You see, we've all been given authority in heaven and on earth to fulfil God's purpose for each one of us. We should be looking to find the place that God has appointed for each one of us to seek and to fulfill his plan with all faith and diligence. Once you start to move into those things that God has for you, then you'll find your spiritual endeavours begin to be very fruitful. That's why it's futile to have the opinion that the grass is greener on the other side. Because until you fulfill the things that God wants you to do, he will not give you something else. God desires that you live in the here and now and not just live thinking, I can run before I can walk. The plan is for you to find your place, serve God, function in faith right now. Start living those dreams. God wants you to move into the plans he's got for you. He wants to rekindle dreams that he once gave you. The dreams that you have put to one side because you think that they'll never happen. 
As a church, we believe that God wants us to build relevant contemporary churches, reaching people with the message of Jesus and equipping them to live successful Christian lives. Is that right? (laughs) Have I missed a bit? I think I have, but never mind. I know a lot of people will think that that's just church growth, that it's just down to the leadership. You know, we just want, we want the church to grow and that's the leader's job. But let me tell you, it isn't just the leaders. We all have a part to play. We all have a part in this vision that God wants for us. That's why that we very often put that vision in front of you. That's why we very often tell you the things that God wants, the, th- the dreams that God has given us as a church. God desires that we live with everything that he has got for us. He wants us to live with faith that we're going to see those dreams happen. God wants us to dream big dreams and dream God dreams. Acts 2.17 says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all the people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will will dream dreams. God has given us a big dream and a vision for Icon Church. We believe that there'll be many locations and we believe that we'll see it happen. God has said that there's more to do and he wants us all to be a part of that. We need the today faith to see those dreams happen and God wants us to stir up that dream factor in our lives. Too often, we think the things that God wants us to do, we have to strive for. But when it isn't always like that, sometimes we do have obstacles that we have to overcome, that we have to believe. The things that God has called you to do is very often the thing that you're good at anyway. But God wants us to have the faith to believe that he can and will use that in a positive way. The next thing is, God wants us to plan. Once we've got those dreams, we've got those things in our hearts, we shouldn't stop there, but we need to plan. Proverbs 16, 9 says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We need to have faith to see the things that God wants for our lives. Here are a few facts about faith. Faith pleases God. It's a whole life thing. Faith isn't just something for a short time, but faith is something that affects your whole life. It is substance of things hoped for, for those dreams, the evidence of things to come. Again, those dreams. Faith keeps you from sinning. A life of faith is opposite to a life living by the flesh, living in your own strength. God doesn't want us to live in our own strength but he wants us to rely on him. Faith unlocks the future, the unseen, the dreams. It moves God into action. If you have faith to see your life changed, when you act on that faith, then the God element kicks in and you see things come to pass. Phil Pringle says this, faith itself is a feeling. Faith is a feeling of absolute confidence. It's David running laughing to meet the giant. He is fully assured that God is with him. He is not trying to believe 
or pretend to be bold, hoping that God is with him. Neither is he confessing the word to himself, hopefully to build his faith. No. He is full of confidence. He feels great. Faith is an attitude you have within you, a feel of undefeatable victory over all the circumstances. It makes you feel on top and not underneath. I believe that this is what God wants. The dreams that he has put within us for us to have faith. Not that feeling that God wants to see things happen. God wants you to de determine your desires and get passionate about them. Then the next thing he wants us to look. Expect to see a difference. Once you've got those dreams. Once you've planned what you're going to do. Expect. Stir up your eyes to see. All of us need to look beyond what is right in front of our noses and look to the supernatural. When you're confronted with people in everyday life, what do you see? Life is full of encounters. But are you seeing opportunities? Are you seeing possibilities for God to use you to reconcile people to his goodness? Be sensitive. Be super sensitive to the God whisper. God speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through preaching. He speaks to us through one another. But there are times when he speaks specifically and intimately. Listen for that whisper from above. Listen for the voice of God. It shapes and directs our lives more than we realise. Hebrews 11 verse 1 in the Amplified Bible said, Faith perceiving as reality those things that are not revealed to the natural senses. See the things that God wants and expect them to happen. God has got amazing things for you. Listen for that God whisper. I remember shopping in Morrison's once with Paul and we're, we're going round the freezers and we get to the checkout and we pay for the goods. And Paul just gives me the car keys and says, put those in the car. There's something I need to do. And he went up to this young lady and he said, I just believe as I was walking past you that God wants to tell you that he's not forgotten you and that he loves you. She burst into tears in the middle of Morrison's. And he says, well, that wasn't my intention, you know, fear to cry, but I just felt as though God prompted me as I walked around. I believe that we need to be open to those prompts. We need to be open to God saying, just talk to that lady or just, just speak to, into that life. But as we do, we start winning the battle. When all we have done, when all those things come into pass, we start to see things happen. But you'll not win every battle, but you'll win the war. If you stay focused and faithful, to what God has called you to do. It's amazing how a simple act of kindness can have such a powerful impact in reconciling someone to the goodness of God. As a church, we're known for many things, but our desire is that the power of reconciliation will be in the heart of everything that we do. The word reconciliation is a great word. It means to end conflict or separation and to walk in new. I believe as Christians, we need to have that spirit of reconciliation. It needs to consume us. 
We need to stoke the passion that leads to compassion, which in turn leads to a spirit of reconciliation. How do we do that? I want to encourage you, live passionately, follow compassion and look for reconciliation in every encounter. You don't know where it might lead you. And more often than not, it's a strategy in leading you to the perfect plan of God. So let's live with faith. Don't let others put you in a place where you doubt yourselves. Let's live with those dreams that God has got for each one of us. Live with expectation that God wants to use you to bring reconciliation. Not just from one person to another, but from reconciling people to God. Some of you have got dreams that you've put down, put to one side because you didn't think people wanted you to live that way or you feel you've got limitations, which in turn have made you self-conscious and not confident in what you can achieve. I want to pray for you this morning if you're in that situation. That situation is feeling as though you're worthless and not able to do anything for God. God has an unseen intention for your life and for the life of your family. You just need to hold on to those promises, his promises, those promises of healing, those promises that you'll see the, love, the people that you love saved, those promises that you'll see your finances turned around, those promises that you'll get that job. You need to hold on to those promises that he's got for you because he has got great promises for each one of your lives. I'm just going to pray. Lord, I just thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that you've got great promises for each one of our lives. And Lord, I just pray for those people that have put those promises to one side. And I ask, Lord, that you'll just give them passion to pick them up again. Lord, that you'll just give them the desire of knowing that you can do what is humanly impossible. Lord, and I just pray that we will always have that spirit of reconciliation, that those dreams that we've got of seeing people reconciled to you will start to see. Lord, give us a passion. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.